Buses are by far the most common type of public transit in Israel. The largest bus company is Eged, which operates roughly 60% of all buses. Dan, another major operator, is based in Tel Aviv and runs most of the service in and around the city. While Dan and Eged are the two main players in Israeli busing, numerous smaller companies serve other cities and provide intercity service. Afikim, for example, runs buses to and from Ashdod, Yavne, and Petah Tikva. Travelers may need to take a specific bus service when going to a specific destination as well. The Nativ Express, for example, is about the only way to get to the northern Golan, but is not used for almost any other route. With about 15 different bus services running through the country, busing becomes a key part of Israeli culture as well as a fascinating lens to see the politics of transportation lurking just under the surface. That's what we'll be talking about today on this episode of A Modern Voyager. Once again, thank you for being with us today on A Modern Voyager as we dive deeper into Israeli society. I'll be your host, Jack Weitzner, and today we're looking into the surprising importance of the Israeli bus service. Most travelers fly into Ben Gurion International Airport to begin their journey through Israel. Plan to pick up a Rafkav or a Metro card on your way out. You can buy one right at the airport on the lower level at the Traveler Information Desk. There are a few options to purchase an unlimited monthly, daily, or stored value option. If you choose the stored value option, a few shekels will be deducted each time you ride. And each reload gives you a 25% bonus on your money. So adding 100 shekels would give you 125 shekels of credit. Note that you must purchase a Ravkov to use the majority of public transit in Israel. I'll warn you, taking the bus in Israel is a somewhat crazy experience. Make sure to keep these tips in mind so that you can have as successful a trip as possible. First, most bus drivers speak English. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The seats behind the bus driver are reserved for elderly and the sick. Please respect that. People in Israel also stand up for pregnant women. But teenagers do not stand up and give their seats to adults. To hail a bus... You must put out your finger and point it to the ground. If you don't do this, the bus driver will think you're just standing there, counting the number of cars, driving down the road, and he won't stop for you. Enter the bus at the door nearest the driver, at the front, and exit from the back. Don't think about doing it the other way, or you'll have loads of Israelis shouting and yelling at you. Israelis do not stand in orderly lines to get on the bus. When the bus driver opens the door, it's a mad rush to get on the bus. Don't be offended if people walk on ahead of you, push, bump, or do anything else. In Israel, it's first come, first serve. You just have to expect it. Next, don't expect the bus driver to have change for your 100 shekels or 200 shekels on 7 a.m. at a Sunday morning it's best to use your Ravkov. When the bus is overloaded with passengers, the driver will shout in Hebrew, which means move further in. You're then expected to push a little farther into the bus with the other 50 to 70 people who are already there to make room for the extra people who are still getting on. There's no bus full in Israel. 
The bus driver will only stop and let you off if you ring the bell. The bell is located right on a pole or maybe a string. If you get up and walk towards the door, the bus won't stop unless you ring the bell. The bus driver is also not going to let you off anywhere other than at a designated bus stop. If you are following the rules and rang the bell, but they absentmindedly miss the stop, shout out, be confident and assertive. Nahag, 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 tatsor, which means driver, stop, stop. They will let you off the bus. Chatting with a complete stranger sitting next to you is also not uncommon, but here are some tips. Don't be surprised if they start asking you all these personal questions. And they're also going to give you free advice, whether you want it or not. Don't be worried if they start asking you how much your rent is or what you think of the current political situation. They also might ask you, oh, do you like that person and try and fix you up? Don't be offended. Don't be defensive. You always can tell a lie. Don't be shy to have a conversation with the cute person you see next to you. They may be your beshert, the person you're destined to marry. You never know in Israel. A funny thing I learned is that just because buses in Israel are painted green doesn't mean that they're eco-friendly. It's an Israel bluff. Watch out for strollers, shopping carts, and parcels on the floor. You never know what you're going to find. In some religious neighborhoods, there are kosher buses, which we're going to talk about later. A kosher bus has been designated and approved by the religious community. More info on this later. If you're a feminist, probably best to steer clear of these. Also remember, Israel is very technological as a country. The app called Move It you can download and it will show you the entire bus system. It will show you which bus to get on to get to your address and will tell you when the bus can be there. You'll remember that there are about 15 bus companies in Israel. They run over just over 21,000 kilometers, a very small area relatively. The fact is that buses are very popular in Israel. In the case of Herzliya, a city where bus service was recently revamped, the planners were able to double ridership within just a few weeks with a few simple changes. These changes have been relatively well adopted throughout the country. The key, they say, is not to be confusing. There should be bus routes to the places people actually want to go without the need to transfer or spend an exorbitant amount of time on detours. Next, they ask you to make the buses trustable. This means that buses should run late into the night and be set on a frequent and accurate schedule so that the riders can trust whenever they need to go somewhere, there will be a bus coming to take them no matter what time of day. Lastly, Herzliya uses Metropoline, which tracks the buses over GPS and optimizes shifts for drivers, routes, and allows the riders to find when their bus will come online. It can even create a route based on the start and end location, which shows what bus or buses the rider will need to use to get to their destination. These services are pretty common in Israel. Find whatever app you need, or maybe it's a website and use it. It will help you get wherever you need to go as fast as possible. Israeli bus service is obviously a well-oiled machine, ready to take you wherever you need to go. 
But what if I told you that buses were actually part of the fabric of Israeli culture itself? Sophie Jacobs, a young woman who experienced bus service for the first time on a birthright trip, recounts her experience. She explains that it seemed like such a banal thing, a bus ride. Get on, you give the driver your Ravkov, or maybe cash, then you sit or stand till you reach your destination. And perhaps, to some people, that experience is banal. To me, however, riding the bus is truly defining my time in Israel. She goes on to describe the central bus station in Tel Aviv as a quote-unquote massive structure built for the sole purpose of traumatizing young American travelers. You'll probably feel like Sophie, confused and crazy walking through the many levels with steps, elevators, and random walkways. Imagine a corn maze mixed with a labyrinth. Like Israel's military, on the streets, bus drivers, or nehag, as they're known in Hebrew, are the marshals of their bus, and they're not afraid to let you know. They somehow manage to drive safely, albeit sometimes over the speed limit, while weaving in and out of other traffic and yelling at Russian men. If you remember only one thing from this episode, it is that the driver is the unquestioned dictator. Please don't annoy them, or you may not have a good experience. Let's now talk briefly about some special cases when it comes to Israeli bus transportation. Most of these examples are the result of Israeli politics. Given the centrality of buses in the state of Israel, they often become a venue for various political groups to push their ideology. Coming from any other country in the world, it may not even occur to you that Saturday would be a difficult day to travel. But in Israel, it's a topic of much discussion. Rabbi Uri Regev explains, Back in 1948, uh, it was decided by the political powers that be that there would be no public transportation allowed in communities that are predominantly Jewish. The only reason was the pressure of the religious parties at the time uh, to force uh, Sabbath observance in public domain uh, and therefore eliminate uh, public transportation. The issue of public transit, especially buses, returns to the headlines frequently with new protests by the ultra-Orthodox On the other hand, many cities have tried to launch bus services on Shabbat with varying degrees of success. In Tiberias and Ramakan, free bus service on Shabbat has been funded by the government and conducted on a trial basis in the past. These services have been met with fierce protests from the likes of Shas and UTJ, two ultra-Orthodox parties in Israel. According to Regev, We have conducted a number of public opinion surveys uh, in recent years And consistently, the clear, overwhelming majority of Israeli adult Jews support introducing, allowing public transportation on Shabbat. If you need to travel on Shabbat when buses, as well as other public transit options like the light rail, are not running, you'll have to take a taxi of some sort. Either a private taxi, similar to what you might find in a well-developed city like New York, or a Shirut taxi, a uniquely Israeli institution. Shirut taxis offer a bus-like service and run on specific routes. They are usually 8-10 to 10 seat minivans that look like a mix between a regular bus and a taxi. And they run on three different types of lines. Either a bus line within a city, from one city to another, or from a city to the airport and back. Because the Shirut functions more like a bus than a taxi, you'll need to consult the director or map to be sure you're getting on the right line. They are not going to ask you where you're going and take you to that place like a normal taxi would. 
A few lines in Tel Aviv do accept the Ravkov, but plan to pay in cash for the Sherut. Kosher buses are another type of special bus in Israel. These buses, also known as Mahadran buses, run inside of or between the ultra-Orthodox neighborhoods. These buses have strict rules about what is and is not allowed. The most notable of them is that there are no immodest clothes. Knees and shoulders should be covered at the very least. The most controversial rule, perhaps, is that they're gender segregated. All women sit in the back and men in the front. More rules exist, but these are the two most important, and they cause a lot of controversy. Just the fact that the bus is segregated, while simultaneously being run by a public bus service, would make them seem illegitimate. But these buses have been operating in this way for more than 20 years, and it's unlikely that they will stop operating the way they do, despite only 51% of Israelis saying that they see the rules on these buses as legitimate in the first place. As you can see, the special cases of busing in Israel have to do mostly with the rules of Judaism and how the Orthodox would run the country if they had the opportunity. About 600 Haredim make up less than 10% of the Israeli population, and it seems to most secular Israelis that they're trying to push their observance onto others. Therein lies one key issue facing the state of Israel, how to be both observant of Jewish law and democratic by serving the interests of the majority of the population who are mostly secular. Members of Knesset, Israeli parliament, debate this issue in many forms each year, never coming to a perfect solution. Next time, when you hop on a bus in Israel, remember that the bus you're sitting on is much more than a means to go from A to B, but a way to experience Israeli culture for yourself. Thank you for listening to the inaugural episode of the Israel series about buses. For a full list of research sources consulted, please see this episode's show notes below. The links have a wealth of information if you choose to read further. We would also like to thank Rabbi Uri Regev for his insights on Shabbat busing. This has been Jack Weitzner on A Modern Voyager. Join us again next time for a new episode. Thank you.